Hello and welcome back to the Water Trio podcast on all things astrology. I'm here with Cassandra and Kel, my two awesome, that's my new word at the moment, my two awesome colleagues and friends. And we're here to talk all about the astrology of the week starting Monday the 18th of February right through until Sunday the 24th of February. I still can't get over the fact that this is February. I feel like it was just the new year and so much has happened already. So I was kind of, my mind was boggling at just how quickly this year has has gone. Um, how about you girls? How are you feeling? Totally. It was funny just in our pre-show chat, we were talking about Saturn and time and it's a very mm-hmm. Saturn week. So yeah, it's sort of that. It's definitely, I think what school went back just maybe a week, this might be their third week back this week. And, yeah, not that it, that sort of impacts me, but I've seen it around with other people and it just kind of, it's like, yeah, the holiday season is over and we're released in Australia and we're back into uh, the grind of things. How about you, Kel? You're kind of still in yeah. hol- extended holiday mode. <laughs> yeah, because I'm still travelling. I mean, life is always quite full when I'm in Sydney because I'm still working but seeing family and catching up with friends and stuff. But just being warm at this time of year definitely, I don't know, I love it. I think the heat is amazing. And <laughs> But it does feel a little bit like it's sort of a weird start to the year when you're not like in your primary home. If you like. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably just a theme for this year is sort of movement and opportunity with Jupiter and Sag. So, yeah. Um, and it's a busy, it sort of feels like yeah, now we're, you know, we're over the back to school hump in Australia. And um, I know in Canada, a lot of my friends, like February is a really tough month in North America, particularly in the northeastern part of North America, where the weather is so extreme. My husband keeps telling me about the horrible snow and ice storms that we're getting. So uh, it can be really dragging. You know, February can, I know it's technically the shortest month, but February can feel like a very long month when mm. you're in the depths of winter. So I'm trying to enjoy the opposite of that for as long as I can. (laughs) (laughs) And talking about the passage of time as well, and for those who are listening to us, but we were just looking at an old photo of the water trio way back when. (laughs) And that, I mean, that must be what, 12 years ago or something. It just feels like that's gone so quickly. Because I was blonde in that picture. I remember I dyed my hair Black prize Kelly on her twenty seventh birthday party. So whatever that was, <laughs> I wasn't even thirty right yet. So that was, yeah. So it was a fair while ago. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so oh my gosh, I remembered by my hair. I yeah, love that, Well, You've had some generations <laughs> with your hair colour over the years. Well, my progressed son had just moved into Leo back then, so I decided for the first time to experiment. Um, outside of my natural red hair. So it was, I just want to be like everybody else and change my hair colours. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, the sun moving into Leo via secondary progression. But anyway, back to... <laughs> well, it's quite <laughs> about my hair. the sun changing signs because we do have the sun moving into Pisces this week, which is definitely uh, an important shift. I think that's happening... Monday the 18th in Canada and the States and Tuesday the 19th for those in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm biased. I like Pisces month, but how do you guys <laughs> feel about that? Look, I always enjoy an angular house, uh, you know, being lit up. So, yeah, I do like the uh, Pisces time. It's um, 
you know, at least for Australia, you know, here in Brisbane, which is a hot, sweaty, humid place, we just start to get that kind of little bit of a seasonal, not that we get much season here either, but, you know, the heat of summer just starts to die down. Um, I find it's a very productive time for me uh, work-wise. Um, I really notice a shift in that uh, area of my life because the 10th house. So anybody who has Gemini rising uh, will get the same thing. So um, if you have got some work plans or work things to kind of uh, put some energy and focus into, you know, whatever the Pisces house is for you, it gets a really beautiful uh, light up and it is going to be an extended energy your Pisces houses, um, you know, over the upcoming weeks. So I love it. I'm, you know, I've got enough Jupiter to be kind of like an honorary Pisces, so I like it too. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like Space Cadet enough to be a Pisces. Yeah, you can totally join. If you have Space Cadet qualities, you can definitely be a Pisces. (laughs) Um, That'll be the next four weeks. I mean, the whole period of the sun in Pisces is definitely going to help spotlight the Jupiter and Sag piece because it's sort of bringing the sun Mm. out of the signs ruled by Saturn and into a sign Mm. ruled by Jupiter. Traditionally, Jupiter is the ruling planet of Pisces. So it's kind of just adding a little bit of extra weight on the Jupiter and Sag piece. Yes. um, Which I'm, you know, I'm always happy to have a bit more on that front because uh, Jupiter and Sag is bringing us all some gifts and opportunities and adventures this year. So Totally. And it just kind of, you know, I think Jupiter has been a little bit overshadowed recently with Aquarius action um, you know with this focus on Saturn so the sun's movement into Pisces is just bringing a little bit of that those you know hot moist life-affirming qualities back to what Jupiter is trying to do for us so you might start to even see a little bit of a pickup or a, a, a lift off if you like around what Jupiter is trying to do in your own personal chart so um that that's something to look forward to for sure you know because Jupiter and Sag is really kind of like the only real sort of innate good thing that we've got going on astrologically right now so whenever that's getting an activation or a little bit of of a lift from another planet we really do kind of want to uh, hone in on that and um you know uh, milk that for as much as you can yeah for sure and I'm just loving the fact that, you know, it's the sun in a yin sign as well. So it's it's adding even more to these quietening energy that's been happening as February progresses, you know. So we've got um, Venus in Cap, we've got Mars in Taurus, Mercury in Pisces, and now the sun in Pisces. So it's like chill, really, and just kind of relax and, you know, like you were talking about, about the winter Chaldean, you know, that in the Northern Hemisphere, it is that feeling here of just grasping those last days of summer. You know, you can feel the evenings are shortening and the mornings are getting darker. It's like, I've just got to hold on. So it is those days spent at the beach, knowing that they're going to end soon. Um, those times kind of being playful in water while the, while the water's warm enough. Although here in Queensland, I can't really complain. It's kind of warm enough all year, but I know for the rest of Australia, um, yeah, it's definitely a time to make the most of those kind of lovely watery um, activities with the, with the sun in a water sign. Yeah, that's great. Sorry, Cass. <laughs> totes. Totes. <laughs> um, 
And shortly after the sun moves into Pisces, we are going to have the full moon in February, which is mm. going to be very early in the sign of Virgo. Um, Pretty hungry. Hungry, hungry hippo. Hungry. <laughs> Tell us more about this. <laughs> well, just because it's on that first degree, it's, you know, it's at zero degree. So if, for me, full moons are hungry anyway. It's like... The moon is is drawing stuff off us, drawing stuff away, and you know we can give things up and release to them, um, and we can really choose what we let go of. It's almost like a feel a feeling like a vacuum cleaner in a way. But being on that zero degree, it's almost like it is a newborn baby who's just wanting to feel, wanting to do things. So I feel like you know we've got earlier that day we've got that mercury conjunct neptune and then we've got that full moon in virgo i just feel like small acts of kindness or you know compassionate devotional service kind of things will really suit that day um you know being able to give ourselves fully to that virgo energy of of doing things for helping others and helping make the world a better place, um, bringing in that really compassionate side of that Pisces energy as well with Neptune there. What about you girls? Yeah, look, I do think the moon in Virgo, the full moon in Virgo, um, which is the 19th and the 20th, just depending on where people are, um, it's very much about looking for some sort of productive or tangible outlet. So, you know, I always see as like the Virgo full moon is like grounding that Pisces energy into some kind of, you know, practical offering like I'm doing this thing to help you or to serve you or even maybe to heal you and one of the big buzzwords I mean Virgo is so much about being productive it's often about getting things done Mm. but the Virgo full moon is like you kind of have to know why you're doing that you want to make sure that there is some inspiration behind it if we bring in the sun in Pisces at the same point in time um and for all of you you know watching with your charts at home definitely just check out where you have zero virgo in your chart which is just going to be such a spotlight area of your life at this particular time yeah because the you know mercury does rule that full moon um so it is really aligning the mind and the heart together to make sure that what we're doing um is actually coming from a pure place not from a place of ego. Um, you know, I, I normally love the moon in Virgo. I find that that's really a time to get things done and productive and, you know, tick off my to-do list. Um, so I guess that, that this will be potentially that in Superdrive, but there'll be more purpose behind it and more passion, like alignment with, yeah, that, that compassionate and generous and kind nature of Pisces. Totally. What about you, Cass? What are your thoughts on the full moon in Virgo? Uh, it is conjoined Regulus. I so... was like, oh, I should have mentioned Regulus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a bit of a fan of a fixed star or three. Um, but before, like, just I want to say this so we don't forget because it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, as above, so below, right? But anyway, we'll, we'll segue and then we'll, like, come we'll back. Get That's okay. I just want to remind us to talk about that. We skipped over Mercury conjoining Neptune. So <laughs> it's on the same day. It's all happening in the same 24 hour period. Exactly. So yeah. that's the thing. I just didn't want to forget that because it could be easily forgotten being Mercury. Mercury with Neptune. Neptune. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, but no, um, I totally agree with um, what you say about everything Lishi with the full moon. But I think there's also a component there conjoined Regulus 
it might kind of put a little bit of a spin on the the Virgo piece where Virgo just kind of, it, you know, as you said, Kel, it's practical, it's methodical. It doesn't want to be seen or recognised. It just gets the job done. But with um, this full moon conjoined Regulus, it might be, uh, hang on a minute, um, I actually do want to have a little bit of uh, spotlight on my efforts or my contributions or what I want to do. So um, it might be a little bit of an opportunity for the Virgo part of you or the Virgos out there just to be seen and get that recognition or step into their own spotlight in some kind of way or be elevated for the service or the productivity that they're actually uh, being contributing to or for. So anyway, that's my little regular spit. I think it's um, might be the avalanche of Virgos where they just are not kind of like baby pushed into the corner anymore they're yeah. kind of being drawn out and pushed out and going uh yeah I'm happy to do this for you but I want like to be seen or heard or recognized or acknowledged for it oh. I mean Regulus is the most powerful star like it's I think it's like second behind the sun or it something. is yeah it's very bright it's so it generates so much energy and to have a full moon right on top of it I think it is really, and Regulus is the alpha star in the constellation of Leo. So remembering that constellations and zodiac signs are a little bit separated. Um, so the, the star Regulus is like the heart of the lion. It's like this courage, it's um, power, it's leadership. And I think having a full moon on Regulus is really highlighting where the true power lies. And I think we're going to see a little bit collectively in the news, like around that Feb 19, Feb 20 time, we're going to see leaders sort of come out of the woodwork or be seen for who they really are. Um, so it's sort of putting the spotlight on people in positions of power. And yeah. that's going to be really interesting to watch and see, oh, I thought this person was in charge, whether it's politics or to do with a particular industry. You know, I thought this was what was going on, but it looks like, you know, there's somebody else who might need to be acknowledged or attended to as well. And especially because that same day we've got the Mercury conjunct Neptune, you know, I was really wondering what's going to go on worldwide because, you know, that's a signature for misinformation or for, you know, deliberately deceptive communications or even just having really idealistic idea you know ideas that are really idealistic and not connected to what's real you know it's almost like living in a world of fantasy so it'd be interesting to see you know how world leaders are potentially highlighted whether it'll be for positive or negative things in you know mm. such as are they putting you know like Marianne Williams going for US president in 2020, um, you know, is she going to be putting out things like kindness and compassion and, and, you know, let's take America into a place of love? Or is it going to be other people, I won't name names, who are potentially trying to deceive or push their own agenda using their ego to get what they want um, across? So, yeah. That's my I opinion. hope it's an opportunity for the underdog to rise up a little bit and go, mm. well, actually, this is what I've been doing, not just saying. The difference between Virgo and Leo sometimes. So, um, you know, just because the spotlight's on you, Leo, doesn't always mean that things are, you know, uh, there's the, the famous guy, right? But then there's the entourage underneath that always gets kind of uh, forgotten about. Mm. So um, it's, I guess, time to recognize your entourage or the people that actually support you and help you and help you to get where where you're going because I guess 
you know, even though we go through our periods in life where we feel can feel very alone, we're actually not. There's always that support network around us. So I see this full moon as a little bit of, you know, supporting or recognising the underdog um, and those people who often go above and beyond without that recognition, whether that's in your own life, at collective level, you know, supporting police or ambulance people or emergency services because, you know, like at least in Australia, we've got a lot of drama and Townsville to Tasmania, you know, floods and fires. So, you know, um, maybe that can kind of, yeah. Totally. And I think this is a really, this full moon is so interesting because there's such a contrast of different energies coming through. Like the full moon is in Virgo, but we talked about it's ruled by Mercury, which is in Pisces conjunct Neptune. Um, and really what the what Mercury is doing is it's kind of triggering that Saturn sextile Neptune aspect mm. because it's also going to sextile Saturn. And this is all happening in the same 24-hour period that the full moon is going to happen in. So it is this real dance between like Pisces fantasy, Virgo kind of facts and attention to detail versus the Saturn Neptune piece around like the structure and the clarity, which is Saturn, of course, then, you know, like the murky, blurred boundaries, the permeable type stuff of Neptune. So it is a, I, I am really intrigued to watch and see, do we get more of the confusion and the deception? Do we get some clarity? You know, how that dance between deception and clarity kind of plays out collectively, but I think we'll also be exploring that individually as well. Yeah, good yeah. point, Cal. It's a big, it's a big week. And it also, you know, I think it's only just 24 hours before that Venus is actually going to be conjunct Saturn as well. So, you know, kind of bringing that energy as well. Um, you know, my image of that, I, I feel like it's almost like Florence Nightingale, you know, Venus is going to be like the nurse who's walking through the ward, checking the wounds that we've had from Saturn and what he's been up to in Capricorn and you know, maybe putting a bit of healing balm on there or, or a bit of a tender kiss on the, on the right spot. Um, and also opening up potential dialogues that need to be had as well um, around things that have been painful over the last month or so. Yeah, Venus Saturn's an interesting one around like the softness and the rigidity and mm. how do we find a little bit of connection or tenderness even in, you know, a very structured or a very, uh, you know, situation where there might be a lot of obligations or duties, which can, of course, be the Saturn energy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very busy start to the week, um, throwing Venus Saturn and, you know, the full moon, everything in there. Um, did you have any thoughts on Venus Saturn, Cass? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of Venus Saturn. Um, I think it's a really good time. You know, it's always got that bit of a relationship component to it as well, um, as does the full moon. You know, it spotlights yeah. things that you don't see. Um, and if you think of the full moon, it lights up the night. So it does give a little, you know, it's the best light that you get at night. Totally. Then we've got Venus and Saturn doing their thing. And it also has... Uh, you know, Saturn's job is to delineate limits. And it's one of the reasons why it, it operates better in the day sect because you cannot see the limit in the dark. So it helps to give you that clarity, uh, that ability to see things that you couldn't. And in short succession between, you know, for example, relationship Venus or connectivity stuff, um, 
with a full moon, we're going to see things that we didn't see before. Maybe where boundaries have been overstretched or maybe where the boundaries are too tight or where you just need to find a balance that is, you know, workable for your scenario. Um, but there is that sort of a little bit of a finding your way in the dark but a few light bulb moments too because on the same day that Venus conjoins Saturn, we've got a sun sextile Uranus. <laughs> Just to add a little bit more, it's a huge week. So I have a feeling that maybe the week will end very differently to the way it began. So, but, um, you know, Venus Saturn is definitely about, you know, uh, and this is the thing like I find in session a lot with clients is we talk about, uh, the, the compromises and you know, sat, uh, Venus is very much a planet that likes to accommodate and then sometimes we over accommodate and then we go oh shit you know now I'm being taken for granted or you know things are not the way that they should be and then you pull in those limits and then you're a biatch or you know there's problems um, so you know Venus and Saturn can kind of help us work out what are our our responsibilities and what are our obligations how much are we willing to um yeah, to give and to take because in a relationship it's a transaction of compromise it's not sacrifice like it is for a child so it's a little bit mm -hmm. different when we're talking venus moon saturn's a little bit more i just do because it's just it comes of me it's not something that i really think about or question but with Venus, there's that little bit of a transactional quality there. So um, it will be a nice little bit of a, a, a discerning or clarifying element with so much Pisces and Mercury, Neptune and, you know, mm. full moon feels. It'll be a nice kind of counterbalance between what is kind of a little bit uh, foggy or hazy out there right now. Yeah. Totally. Like I just had the image when you were talking of a diplomat trying to go between, you know, two warring parties because Venus will come up to Pluto as well um, on Saturday. So it's almost like, you know, going back and forth, say, you know, mm. between Israel and Palestine, um, trying to broker a peace deal and, and trying to help work things out, but doing it in a really structured, grounded way so that there is long-term change available um, to come from it. And I also feel as well with Venus, it's almost like, you know, Saturn's about time and Venus is about love. So it's actually giving people you love, whether they're, you know, in a relationship or people who are on an equal level with you, time, you know, being being with them and, and showing that you love them in, in almost like acts of service with that full moon there as well. So, you know, um, just really showing up and, and being with people, almost like proving your love or proving your value to somebody else. Mm. Yeah, the I like that piece that you said, Leish, about like they're trying to negotiate a peace treaty. <laughs> um, and that's, I mean, that's essentially what's happening. You know, Venus is trying to negotiate between Saturn and Neptune. That's kind of Sunday the 17th, Monday the 18th. And then Mercury steps in to try like another emissary or another ambassador mm. is still trying to work that um, Saturn-Neptune sextile. So one of the things I wanted to just share with our listeners is, you know, that Saturn sextile-Neptune aspect is getting so much activity at the start of this week. Um, so if you think back to late January when Saturn and Neptune were exactly in a sextile, I think it was January 31st, maybe February 1st, yep. maybe some progress or further developments uh, at the start of this week mm. that are connected to things that were happening um, late Jan, early Feb. 
Yeah. And I was even looking back, you know, the last time um, Venus and Saturn were together was actually Christmas Day 2017. Oh, and that would have been in Sag too. No, no, it was just in Cap. It was just after Saturn moved in. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, there there potentially could be themes there as well that are being brought up because, you know, this will be in that same place in in your chart, in that same house. So think back to that time you know what was being what conversations were being had what was happening in your relationships what was happening about how you related to people and you know having to give of yourself or or even look at your own value systems and valuing yourself you know were you valuing yourself enough were you giving away too much or and needing to put boundaries in place so yeah I think that would be really interesting to look back on that time um I did try to think back myself but you know I mean Mercury Pisces fog so it didn't quite work oh my gosh and I feel like at that time there was so much going on with Saturn having just come into Capricorn Mm. um yeah it was kind of a busy time but it is good to think back like what's this recurring Venus Saturn and Cap theme yeah you might be having Cass yeah any thoughts (laughs) (laughs) lots of thoughts lots of thoughts actually so yeah, I mean, um, it's totally a week that is going to start one way and end another, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a good one, uh, lots of planetary action for sure. So which aspect did you say was um, Christmas Day, Leachy? Christmas Day 2017 was the oh, last yeah. Venus, Venus was conjunct Saturn. Yeah. True, yeah. 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 And I'm just, yeah, having a look, at it won't happen again until 2021. Um, Venus conjunct Saturn. I think Venus comes back to Capricorn. Um, January 2021. Let, no, no, no. Again, like this year. year, December 2019. Oh, sorry. Uh, she, no, that's okay. She's moving really quickly. That's right. Time, so of she course. does, yeah, double header in Sag and Cap. Yeah. Um, so we'll get another Venus conjunct Saturn, uh, I think around the 10th. 11th of December. December. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is, I think this is a really great point that you made, Leish. Like it's, Venus is keep, she's ticking into the Saturn in Cap story. Mm. Like there's a specific nuance of Saturn in Cap that Venus is trying to, you know, pull out or work with. And flavour her and how she acts in our own charts as well um, and what kind of aspects she's making as she does it. Totally, totally. So that's the start of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Venus is doubleheader. Uh, starting the week with Saturn and, you know, ending it on the weekend. Well, uh, Saturday. Pluto. Yeah, with Pluto. <laughs> Should we just skip that and talk about something else? <laughs> well, we, don't, we don't really use Pluto as a uh, traditional planet. So, yeah, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a bit of a... Definitely has some some feels to it, Pluto. Like just gentle ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as gentle as a spade upside the head, hey Kath. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then we've got Mercury square Jupiter too. So again, we've got this, you know, Mercury bit. Um Again, I just keep coming back to December um, with that 
you know, we've just kind of got a bit of a repeat of December's Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius, really kind of kicking up this week with Mercury entering um, Pisces, conjoining Neptune. Then we've got the square to Jupiter on the 23rd. Um, yeah, it's definitely kind of this, like, the ideals of Pisces and Neptune, you know, but then, like, the big dreams and the big picture with um, uh, Jupiter, but Mercury just trying to, like, deal with details. So um, as it enters its um, shadow, as it enters its shadow. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's another form of buffet of crazy, you know, and just trying to find your sense of balance. Sorry. <laughs> no more buffet of crazy. I can't deal with any more buffet of crazy. I'm changing buffets. <laughs> Different smorgasbord for you. But, yeah, no, it's totally this kind of, again, you know, I know we've said this many times, you know, kind of trying to ground yourself, maybe being a satin around not knowing what you don't know. There's a real discombobulated feel to Mercury right now um, and it might be great for some people but depending on what you're doing but if you're really trying to get into the nitty-gritty of details or trying to really plan and schedule, it, it is definitely going to be a little bit um, tricky. But, you know, with that too, there is also that like biting off more than you can chew but sometimes if you don't do that then you don't know how much you can choose so sometimes it's a bit like that um it's a bit overshooting as well you know maybe pack in the diary a little bit more push yourself a little bit more you know jupiter is that element of stretching trying to get bigger in something too so you know even if you can set yourself a mercury goal is that you know fitting in one more client a week or just reading a little bit more of your books or, you know, um, not procrastinating around, you know, a study project that maybe you want to uh, complete or whatever. It, there is that piece here where we can stretch the mind. And, yes, it is a little bit like a drunk Mercury in Pisces with Neptune's involvement, but if you can just kind of push your like mental limit a little bit, I think that you can probably achieve a little bit more than you thought. And if you think so many poets and writers used to do their best work when they were drinking, I mean, you know, they'd go too far, but a lot of them said it's, it was a, a wonderful way to access the creativity totally possible within them. So especially those that did have, you know, strong Pisces and Neptune stuff going on. So you know, we do know Neptune loves an addiction. Um, so, yeah, there, I feel like there is that. I mean, yes, it's drunken, but sometimes if you can drunken on just high stuff, you know. That you can write drunk and edit sober. Yes. Perfect. What? Actually, that's perfect for this energy, Karen. Yeah, I mean. I think I it was mean, Oscar Wilde that might have said that. Said that. It's, yeah, it's a definitely a, a writing quote. I think I have to object a little bit <laughs> on, um, as a fellow Mercury and Pisces myself. Um, I feel like Mercury squared Jupiter I'm not seeing this as really drunk, I guess. I'm seeing this more as like Jupiter, because Jupiter's in Sag, it's going to have it like, is it a fire sign? I don't know. I just feel like it's going to help Mercury dry out a bit, dry out or see a big mm. picture or take his ideas. You know, Mercury in Pisces and will have been in Pisces for a couple of weeks by the time we get this aspect. There is something about the, the overstretching or the potentially overreaching, but it's coming from this, like, I'm getting clear on my vision or I'm really starting to see where I want to go. Um, 
I wonder if we have, I think we'll probably have three squares from Mercury to Jupiter. Um, we do. Um, yeah, because mm -hmm. Mercury's going to go retrograde. So the 23rd, the 16th of March and the 12th of April. Yeah, and the days before probably in, in the States. US, yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking that this is like starting to clarify the vision and maybe you stumble a bit as you're trying to put the plan in place, but you're, there is a, a little bit of, I kind of know what I'm working towards. And I, so I think there's some help just with the rulership piece of like Mercury totally. and Pisces and Jupiter and Sag having so much, like Jupiter and Sag yeah. can help this Mercury and Pisces really kind of maybe get clear or move from ideas into action. Mm. Um, so this feels a little bit, I think, um, the points around, you know, taking action or pushing yourself, even though it's not perfect because we will have, you know, Mercury's in shadow and go retrograde, it's still good to get things moving. I think with the Jupiter being so positive and having so much to offer, um, you know, getting things going now can lead to good outcomes over the weeks ahead, um, even if there's a little bit of a miscommunication. Like you can still get the deal done even if you have to go back and forward a few extra times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whose whose chickens are they this week? I, uh, oh yeah, because you've got your your parents. Yeah, I'm at mum and dad's, and mum's got chickens. Um, <laughs> no, it's mine. It's I my rooster. Least, yeah, I'm like I think it would it wouldn't be a water trio episode without the chickens. Without the chickens, no. and they even and made a feet. He's the smallest rooster in the world, and yet he makes the such loudest. a noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's is that the week? Oh, it's a big week. It's a, we get it. We did actually not talk about Pluto. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, okay. Um, well maybe some of our listeners could um, drop us a comment about their juicy uh, Venus Pluto experiences. Yeah, and Mercury sextile Pluto on Sunday too. So, yeah. Yeah. Just feel like we'll be digging, like the weekend will be a bit of digging down into the depth. So there will be that piece of, you know, putting the um, the dreams and the visions that we have into action and, and really thinking things out and, and following our passion with it as well. But on the other side is, you know, we're going to have to delve deep potentially to, to get that and to understand it and continue to look at, the Capricorn structures in our life and, and how how they need to be changed and transformed so the possibilities are there to bring these ideals and these visions into our life and really put them into action because if your cup's already full, then you can't pour anything else in. So it, it's really having a look at how you can shift and change the structures of your life to be able to allow that new stuff in. Nice. All right, the Scorpio talked about Pluto. We're done. Let's go. <laughs> You guys got anything else to talk about? Anything that's coming up this week for you? No, I don't think so. I'm travelling back to Australia this week, so I will be kind of out of the loop for a couple of days. But uh, that's back it. to Canada. Yeah, okay. sorry, back to Canada. Yeah, sorry. You don't want to leave? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so that that'll be it for me. What about you, Cass? Um, I believe I have kind of a quiet week this week. I'll be kind of at the pointy end of a very large writing project. So um, I will just be in word prison still. So, um, yeah, so which is exciting. It's good to sort of see that light at the end of the tunnel and, and see it come together. So, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so this will be my last, I think, week of really churning that, that content out. So that's it. 
And for me, I am at the pointy end of my website project, but I'm not going to say anything now because I don't want to juice <laughs> it. So we will see what happens. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode and um, stay tuned for our next one. Bye, girls. Bye. See you, Lee Sheep. See you, Kel. Bye, girls. <laughs>